Sacred Space. So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space. My name is John Gilly. Join the studio today by some guests who've been in the studio before. One has been in quite a few times. John in Creighton from Emmanuel Community. Good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, John. How are you? Welcome back again to Thanks the Come so and See studio here in Ada. Thank you. Now, people mightn't remember this guy, but uh, back in June 2014, um, Paul Glennon joined us that particular site. Paul is also a member of the Emmanuel Community, and he shared his faith journey with us at that particular time. So, good morning to you, Father Paul Glennon. Good morning to you. Good morning, John. Good uh, to be how, here. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, thank you very much, Nick, for coming to join us. You might remember, Father, um, back in June, June 2014, you joined us, you, you shared your faith journey with us. Uh, you'd just actually been ordained a deacon at that particular stage. Um, now, what happened after that? I mean, obviously, you've ordained a priest, but can you share a few little thoughts, maybe, on what happened back then? Yeah. Your journey, okay. Yeah, um, that year I spent as a deacon studying in Maynooth and uh, okay. working in the parish of the weekends in Tallis, Springfield. And I was ordained then in uh, June 2015. Mm-hmm. And I was appointed to the parish of Skerries, North County Dublin. And I spent uh, two happy years there. And um, But as I was getting into my second year in parish, mm-hmm. I was asked to consider another mission. And uh, there was the Emmanuel School of Mission in the Bronx in New York. And I quickly dismissed it, but mm-hmm. uh, it quickly came back like a boomerang. And um, mm-hmm. with discernment, and I asked some of the brothers and sisters in Emmanuel community to help me in my discernment and pray about it. And quickly, there was a few indications that it was um, something I should really seriously consider. So... Um, I wrote a letter to my uh, the Archbishop of Dublin, my uh, bishop, and mm-hmm. I met him and handed him the letter, and he said he'd consider it, and he did, and after two months he said, give me the go-ahead, and I thought that was a real miracle because of the shortage of priests. Exactly, yeah. And so that was it. I was uh, finishing up and heading to New York. You, you just mentioned there the School of Mission. What's that? So the School of Mission is something I did 12 years ago in Rome. Uh-huh. And um, it's a nine-month program. Okay. And it's based on four pillars. And the four pillars are um, community life, human formation. Then there's intellectual. Okay. So you study your faith. Then there's the um, spiritual life. So you have mass, Eucharistic adoration, praise and worship each morning, and various other types of prayer. And then... The final fourth pillar is mission. And so um, you go on the street and talk about your faith and inter- just share your joy of your faith. We do parish missions or we help the poor. In New York at the moment, we're helping the missionaries of charity, Mother Teresa sisters, with the poor in their soup kitchen. And also we do outreach on the street to the poor with them. So they are the four pillars. And is this... Uh, run by the Emmanuel community? Yes. It's and only for the Emmanuel community members, or can anybody? No, it's for any young person between 18 and 30. Right. So they're the age limits, but it's for anyone who feels a call to take a year out, go deeper in their faith, really discover their faith, um, to live in community, have a, st- a strong prayer life, and really give that year and you 
you receive so much from it. It's a real adventure, but it's intense years, so it's really a call. And uh, we help young people who are interested to to um, to to go deeper in that call and to mm-hmm. um, if they're called to it, then we're ready to welcome them. You were on that, you said, 12 years ago. Yes. Why go back a second time? Well, I'm there as chaplain now. Okay. Uh, okay. Chaplain to the young people. So it's a once-off nine months. So we, we you'd never go back again. So you'd do the nine months. Okay, and that's it. So for me, it's because I had experienced it. I um, speak English as well. There's not too many priests in the Emmanuel community that have... There's lots that speak English, but not as the mother tongue okay, so, yeah. and mm. so forth. So mm. they asked me to go. And are you full-time? And I mean, will you continue on with this now, Father? Uh, yeah, I've one year. We launched it. It's a new... Okay. So there's seven of these schools around the world. As I said, I did one in Rome 12 mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. So this is the newest one in the Bronx, New York. It's We have one year done, so we launched it. And um, I have another two years, and then... I'm expected back in my diocese after the next two years. <laughs> and tell me, how did the how did the people react to uh, to, to the year? I mean, did they did they appreciate what was uh, what they what what they found out about the the school admission? Did they like it? Um, the did, young people, yeah. Hmm? Well, the young people have a fair idea before they go. Okay. And so, like it's it's a year where the young people come. They know what in one way what they're getting into but in other ways it's when you live something you know you have to live it to know it and uh, you see them blossom and you know so it's a wonderful year to watch Uh to help young people go deeper and to watch them open like a flower you know to really blossom and discover their weaknesses and their strengths it's a real self-discovery as well as discovering the Lord and your faith and others so it's on many levels and it's a wonderful journey. And because they're all on the same journey, no doubt they're gaining confidence by living the life together, maybe sharing. Yeah, so, there's a lot of healing, a lot of sharing, and uh, they're discovering their strengths, what they mm-hmm. can bring back with them. Um, to be. And the idea of the school is to um, form young people to be missionaries, and that means they don't go abroad somewhere to be a mission, but they come back to Ireland or wherever they're from and they go back to their parishes or their diocese and they become leaders. They have the gifts and the this confidence and they, all the skills to be leaders in their parishes, in their church, uh, to really contribute to the growth, to mm-hmm. the mission of the church as today, you know. In that particular year, this last year, were there people from various continents or various countries or were they all from around New York or...? For this first year, yeah. it was very new. So the Emmanuel community is very much, it's better known in the French-speaking world because okay. it started mm. in France. Mm. Mm. So we had two from France, the mainland, you'd say, mm-hmm. the France itself. Mm. You had two French from the islands, one from the Caribbean, French okay. island, mm. Martinique, and one from the Indian Ocean, La Réunion, mm. the island, which is French also. And then we had two Belgians. So that, that was, but the second group were currently doing interviews and looking now we have five signed up for next year and we have another four or five going through the process and there's a much wider spread we have mm. uh, we have two french we have a german we have a chinese um and then we have 
one American, maybe two. So we have a better spread. And um, so we're hoping maybe one or two Irish might mm-hmm. come along. Mm-hmm. I was in the RDS at the World Meeting of Families. Um, I met one or two young people who may consider it. So we're uh, always on the search for young people. Talking about young people who would have uh, been on this uh, school admission, Geraldine Creighton, you didn't you attend it a few years ago, didn't you? I did, I attended the school admission, yeah, a very long time ago now, Uh far earlier than Paul. But I suppose when Paul was talking about it, I was just thinking, wow, it was just a year of complete and utter freedom. Uh, I got out of my job and um, had no responsibilities whatsoever. It was like a little bit of back to, I don't know, like college really, mm. uh, or even back to school where you didn't have to worry about how you got eat, what you ate yeah, or where uh, you slept, whatever. Uh, and you could just be yourself. And I know for me, it opened up the whole area of um, personal formation and growth, you know, in terms of, I mean, I was involved in co-writing a musical Wow. You know, which was like... Uh, Something new. Fantastic. And yeah, we, yeah I, in our year, there were a lot of, um, I suppose, arty people, for want of a better uh, word, uh, okay. but they didn't know they were arty until they got to, <laughs> got to there because <laughs> uh, it was uh, being discovered. Uh, and uh, and we used to be... Uh, one of the things we used to do was uh, was write these little songs every time it was somebody's birthday. So it was just hilarious. If it was your birthday, you were in real trouble because yeah. be, obviously yeah. they'd be full of slagging and yeah. that sort of thing. But Actually, yeah. every occasion was, was it really was, was, I would say, fun. You did discover yourself. Obviously, there was the kind of, kind of you kind of meet yourself and say, oh, this is what I'm like. And, but in this case, I think you have an experience of God's mercy and through others. You know, you're accepted as you are. And then if there's bits you got to work on, well... You've got time to spend in adoration. You've got opportunities to go to confession and to learn a bit more about yourself through the, the instruction and teaching you receive. And in in order to not run, but run towards rather than mm-hmm, run mm-hmm, away. Mm-hmm, and I mean mm-hmm. run towards life. Okay. And of course, this is what Jesus come that we might live life uh, in, mm. in all its fullness, even even in the difficulties. Um, there's still life there. There's still mm-hmm, life mm-hmm. Um, and 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 that life is good, and it's just to to be able to like suck the marrow out of it in a certain sense. Um, but this is what the training you receive um, um, in in that sort of environment with other young people, like minded men and women, mm. experience a little bit of freedom and yeah, yeah. in another country, which is really good. Um, you know, that, that in itself would be freedom, wouldn't it? Yeah. While you're away from your own environments and yeah. so on and so forth. And, you know, we think in Ireland now, of course, mm. there's um, a negativity towards um, churchy things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you discover actually that, that we live in a bubble a little bit here, but we're part of the universal church, yeah, yeah. universal mm-hmm. and the Catholic with the small c, which means all over the world there are people who know uh, God and experience him. And um, who are our own brothers and sisters? We have brothers and sisters from every continent, as Paul was sharing there, mm-hmm. the, 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 the different places people are come from. We have people, people all over the world who are brothers and sisters, and uh, it's wonderful to meet them. Tell me, um, you might be in a unique situation in that maybe there's somebody out there who's maybe met Paul at the IDS or maybe just listened to us chatting here this morning. But from your, from your experience, you ended up coming back after being there for 12 months. What did what benefit did it give you when you came back to work on mission, maybe, in Ireland 
back again. What did you What did you? Well, when I came back afterwards, I knew I just had to settle back in again. It was the first six six months was kind of an adjustment because, mm. in a little sense, you do live a little bit in a bubble away in, yeah. in the school. Mm. So to settle back into life and then to realize the skills that you've been given, mm. especially around you know the everyday life, um, mm. you really through this year it's like a it's a school away with the lord who is making you mature okay. in yourself mm-hmm. and you're more yourself and in your own skin i think and you're more who you meant to be there's a in recent years the school of mission has a has a um a theme and it's it's, it's based on catherine of siena um and it's if you are who you're meant to be you will set the world on fire. Yeah. And we know that the world mm. is very cold. It's very mm. cold. Mm. Mm. People mm. find it, you know, they find they're not welcome. Mm. And it's the warmth of the fire, the, that, that fire of love that, that is transforming mm. for people. And I think you become more yourself, whatever that is. And everyone is unique and everyone has a unique talent and not everyone is an artist. But some some are, you know, yeah. some are mm. people who, who are potters or the sense that they're mm. good with words. Mm. Mm. Or they're, they're quiet people, mm. silent people, and, and, and they, they witness and they live uh, and they shine in the community by their silence, but mm. just by their love, by the, what's going on in their own heart and how they treat people. So I would say very formative. If I, if I think about my life without the school, I think it would be a pale shadow of what it is. Oh, that's good. A pale, good. pale shadow. Father Paul, we've spoken um, a few times here. Well, we've we've mentioned the word Emmanuel community here a few times, and I know Geraldine's been in the program to tell us about it. Just refresh, maybe listeners again, about Emmanuel community. What's it all about, and what's the aims, and so on and so forth. Okay, well, it's um, it's a Catholic community that began in Paris, and hmm. um, it just the the car it came from the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, that movement from that came. Mm-hmm. Um, the charismatic renewal, but it's um, the founders. There was two: a young medical student and an older man. So, mm-hmm. a young woman and an older man. Um, they just prayed together, and they at one of these prayer groups. But they felt like they received each other's brother and sister. That was the origin. Mm-hmm. So they felt like they were brother and sister. So they started a prayer group themselves, and um, basically, people began to gather around them. And uh, it grew, and then it split into two, and so into four. And as it got bigger, this is in Paris. Mm-hmm. As it got bigger, then they felt the Lord was calling them to to have a name because mm-hmm. to keep the unity between all these groups that were were growing and mm-hmm. spreading. Mm-hmm. So they they received from two different sources the Emmanuel community. So that's the community it started to grow, it started to become international, mm-hmm. and. Um, so really, it's it's brothers and sisters, men and women. It's lay led community, even though it includes the likes of myself, yeah. a priest, or mm-hmm. consecrated mm-hmm. brothers and sisters, and lay people. And basically, we're growing together. We're going together towards holiness. So we're helping each other on that journey. We go quicker, and um, we have um, various things we do. We praise together. We uh, the three pillars. Mm. We had four pillars in the school. We have three pillars in the actual Emmanuel community. The first is Eucharistic adoration. Mm. Then we have compassion and evangelization. So from our adoration, our long time of prayer, it's it's in the statutes, but ideally Eucharistic adoration. And from that comes a compassion for our brothers and sisters in humanity, mm. everyone around us. And the, the most 
the best thing we can do for our brothers and sisters of in humanity is to share the love of God, to share our faith. And so from that second pillar of compassion comes evangelization. And so it's a, a witness to our faith, to others, mm. uh, the love we've received. It's not proselytizing anybody. Mm. It's not forcing. It's a gentle proclamation of the love we've received. So we try and share that. And from those three steps, mm. you know, those three pillars, yeah. adoration, compa- compassion, evangelization, mm. comes many, many um, missionary um, outreaches or missionary ideas over the years or mm. Mm. Uh, innovations like the school of uh, evangelization. So um, we're just, yeah, the community as a whole tries to live a life of holiness together. Uh, in the various vocations. And Geraldine, um, can you give us an idea about the evangelisation sort of initiatives you might have carried out here in Ireland? Well, um, yes, we have had missions in parishes um, really with using the the students or bringing over the students from the School of Mission. Mm -hmm. Um, The community also runs a a kind of a pre-seminary discernment year for men uh, with regard to priesthood. so they would have come on mission with us as well. But the idea of any of the missions that the community has done in parishes is actually to, that the parishioners mm-hmm. would actually learn themselves how to give witness. And as, as Paul says there, the gentle proclamation. It's not about forcing anything to anyone's mm-hmm. throat, but mm-hmm. it's saying, you know, it's really, I suppose, finding different ways to show Jesus. Because if you really get to know Jesus, the real, yeah. the mm-hmm. real Jesus, it's, he's absolutely irresistible. Hmm. His, his love is exactly the antidote or the treatment hmm. that our soul, our whole being is looking for because we're longing to be, each one of us longs to be loved. You know, if you think uh-huh. of a little baby, hmm. you know, how, you know, they, they draw love out of you by just, uh, by just looking at you, hmm. you know, and hmm. you, they draw you in. It's the same with, with Jesus. He, he's, he's, so, he's so gentle. And of course, in the Eucharist, he's really, really small. But even in the crib, and, and for Emmanuel, our name comes around Christmas time. Yeah. And it's Jesus, mm. it's the little Jesus in the manger. But his, his love um, his love draws us in. Uh, his love is, um, he sets us free. His love brings with it uh, the possibility of forgiveness, that God is a God who, if, as we just give him our, our sins, that he forgets our sin. He forgets our sin. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, uh, um, St. Margaret Mary was told by Jesus at, at Parlemonial and that, at that apparition in the 1600s that he he can make all things new in our lives as we as we come to know him. So, mm-hmm. one of the, one of the beautiful experiences that I had myself actually w- w- was your outreach there in Tally Shopping Centre. Maybe you might just remind. Yes, we yes we did outreaches there in Tally. It started with one of the missions we did in in one of the parishes. When the school admission was over with us, we had an outreach in the, the shopping centre. And from there, we um, kept going um, for many years, uh, a Saturday once a month. We also did an outreach actually in Limerick in the in the, shop, in the Crescent Shopping Centre mm-hmm. as well. Right. And we just did that once uh, so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it, it's that gentle proclamation of the love of God and just encountering people exactly where they're at. And they encounter us, they encounter the Lord. 
um, and it, it's it's to meet God who is waiting for us. That's that's the mm. idea. So it's it's very simple. It's just inviting people in to spend some time with the Lord and receive a word of scripture, or light a candle, um, mm. leave an intention. Yeah, it's something for the mm. moment. So we're all carrying burdens. There's none of us without it. No, none of us without family members who are ill or or people we know who are struggling that we can't pray for. And our prayers are effective. This is the big thing. Mm. We believe that God hears our prayer. We believe He He answers our prayer with with the answer we we need. He does work miracles. Mm. Uh, I've seen it and I've heard it. I remember one woman who came in. She had hadn't been back to uh, anywhere near a church for a long, long time. She decided to come in, and she came forward to in, in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And um, I just I helped her come in, and I was just mm. happened to be standing beside her, and she turned to me and said. I didn't know. I, I I didn't know about coming back. I didn't know, and and I just turned to her and said, "You're back. Mm-hmm. Don't. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. You're mm-hmm. now back. You've mm-hmm. crossed the threshold, and you're back." Mm-hmm. And it was then that moment. And she just looked at me, and she said, "I must go home and change." So she went home, ran out of the place, went home, changed her clothes. For whatever reason, mm-hmm. she needed to do that, and she came back because we're having uh, we're having Eucharistic celebrations of Mass l- later on, and. Um, but she came back. It was almost like she received in that moment, the in her own heart, the certainty um, that she was welcome. Yeah. yeah. And um, the doors, the doors of the Lord's heart are always open mm. to us. Of course, we can we can meet him in, in the quiet. Anyone can meet him. We can meet him today in in the quiet of our own house, uh, in a corner. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we we look at a picture, look at an icon, um, or just we close our eyes. We can. Uh, we ask the Lord to show himself to us he will we mm. really believe we want to see him he will and of course we, we mentioned in the community of course adoration is a great place yeah. going to the church you don't, it doesn't, you don't have to even go right up the Lord sees the, the person just at the door knocking mm. standing mm. so the Lord sees the heart mm. um, and he sees our little gestures and he, he as big as big you know he doesn't yeah, yeah. He's, 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 the Lord is very gentle. Father Paul, I couldn't help but just be thinking there, just as Geraldine was recounting those experiences. Um, the Emmanuel community really does fulfill that need for people who are searching from time to time. Maybe searching in places that you wouldn't ordinarily find this sort of spiritual accompaniment, like a shopping centre or, or wherever it might be. Um, maybe speak a little bit to that that to us in the Emmanuel community meeting people where they are mm-hmm. meeting that need yeah um, you know we're trying to get out from the church building yeah and um, we need we need to move out from our you know just our image our, our way of just going to mass and then we've ticked that box so yeah, yeah. with the love of God and Jesus burning in our hearts, that sends us out and we go together. I remember one morning at the square in Tala, the shopping centre, I was going with somebody else into the shopping centre and I did not want to go. Yeah, okay. Inside me was, I just want to run away from here. Mm. And I looked over at him and he had a big smile on his face. So I just naturally got mm. gained confidence and went in. Um, we had a lovely time. And as we, you know, of speaking to people and Mm -mm. meeting people and simply sharing our faith 
But as we were coming out, he said to me, I would never have come in here only if I looked at you and you had a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so yeah. what I'm trying to say about that is that we're, we, we so encourage each other and, and the people we've met, like Geraldine shared some stories. We have loads of stories of where we meet people. One girl, in this was in the ILAC Centre. Um, there was a mission done there and uh, one of the missionaries met a girl. She was from Latvia or Lithuania, one of those countries. I can't mm. remember exactly which. Mm-hmm. And um, she started to speak to her. The girl wasn't baptized, but she said, wow, yeah, I'll go into the chapel. And she went up and there's a little stairs into the little oratory there. She went in and she came back out sometime later and she said, you know, I had a dream last night. And in the dream, I went up the stairs into a small place. And she said, that's exactly what I've seen is that stairs that I just went up. Wow. So mm-hmm. stories like that where... Yeah. We're encouraged, you know, we are afraid to go out. Hmm. We're not afraid, but we have that battle within us that, Lord, I love you, but I don't want to go out in the streets and talk to somebody about it. (laughs) And then you have experiences like that where the Lord shows you quite clearly, you know, that uh, he's he's there and he wants to bring these people and he uses poor, small, broken vessels like ourselves to do that. And that gives us so much joy to do that. And you know, it's it's great to be part of it, and I, you know, we none of us could do it on our own, mm-hmm. and that's why we we go together. Yeah, I think um, Paul says it right. We can't really do it on our own, and in a certain sense, you know, what we've described probably are extraordinary missions in a certain sense because we our our real mission to to bring the love of God is not in our everyday life; is in work, is in the shop. Are in the shop, you know, as in mm. when we're doing our shopping mm. ourselves, mm. or with people we meet, or with our family members and our colleagues, and and I think it's like anything else. When you get in the practice of sharing your faith, um, you'll actually then actually do it with the people closest to you. Of course, mm. it's it's the it's the hardest because they know you, <laughs> they yeah. know you so well. Yeah. Yeah. But this is mm. where, you know, our lives are not instant. We're not like instant coffee. The Lord is percolating us away over time. We're like, as Pope Benedict shared there, the World Media Families, it takes time to brew, you mm. know, mm. and mm. our lives are transformed over time. So we don't lose hope, even if it looks ourselves, we think we're going backwards instead of forwards. But um, slowly, slowly, through being on these particular times of mission and outreach and meeting people on the street, it becomes part of the way we live. Mm. And I remember, you know, even just someone who came along to a prayer meeting, uh, we were talking about, you know, how important it is to say, God bless you. Or not, well, not even important, but, you know, it's, it's a nice thing to do. And when, mm. when we say to someone, God bless you, or it's a prayer. So we had this teaching anyway, and this person was coming. It was in 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 the in the American the pastoral centre. She, she was at the meeting anyway, and out she went anyway after the meeting at ten o'clock at night, whatever, out the street, and she, she met everyone on the street and said, "God bless you, God bless you." And her face was smiling, and all she said yeah. after was, "Was it was out of her mouth before she realised it." God yeah. bless you, mm. and then what she couldn't believe was that people, the reaction of people to her mm. was either giving a blessing back or the smile. You know, mm. and when you you're when you're bringing a blessing and not a curse, you know you're you're bringing yeah. goodness into mm. people's mm. life by your desire for them, and it's yeah. only a simple thing, mm. but it's something we could na- we naturally do in in you know Irish we say God bless you, but to it it's it's a prayer we make, a very a simple one, mm. and it's a simple witness. Father Paul, there might be people listening to us here now 
um, this morning, listened to what you just said and Geraldine just said and said, well, you know, I'd always love to do something like that, but sure, I've never been to a prayer group and I'm not too sure about charismatic songs and all this sort of stuff, And but I'd like to go out and do something. What would you say to them? Where would they start? Where, how to start? Um, well, if they have that desire, that's a gift from God already mm. to go out and, you know, uh, share their faith in these simple ways. So the desire is there to pray about it. Try, ask the Lord, show me how I can do it, okay. either with okay. people close, mm-hmm. like Geraldine said, mm-hmm. or join a prayer group. And the Lord will. If the desire is there, that's a sign that the Lord is already at work. Okay. And then mm-hmm. he'll, he'll open the doors, the directions. Um, and if the person that's listening is between 18 and 30, we have a proposal, as we said, or no matter what age, the Lord has ways and means to guide you gently to do it. We're very fortunate here in Limerick because we do have a, an Emmanuel community group. We do. Geraldine, there's yes. a few of you. Tell us a little bit about that. And Well, we meet, uh, we meet every week, actually. We have a small uh, household that meets every week mm. um, to pray, to share together. And then occasionally we'll have little um, weekends or kind of time of... Uh, training, formation or prayer together at a weekend. Um, we were actually, we were at the World Meeting of Families um, and, and kind of the new proposal we're looking at now is um, a programme run by the community called Love and Truth. And this is a programme for couples. And it's run, you know, it happens over either a weekend or a weeknight, a couple of weeknights. But it's either for engaged or married couples just really to add the spice back in to, mm-hmm. to, uh, to life or give a, a new... Um, a new awareness, new a new life within within a couple. So this is something. Hopefully, please God, we will be uh, running this program in the Limerick area. We the community is in as well as is is in groups in Dublin, Belfast, and in Limerick. So mm-hmm. these are the places we hope over the next year, following on from the World Meeting of Families, to run this short program. So hopefully there'll be people in Limerick able to get to know the community a little bit more through this, but also to grow in their own relationship together. So we have something for youth if they want to go to the School of Mission. We have something for couples if they want to do this program. And also we have our local uh, group here in Limerick. If people are interested in meeting and joining with us, to to pray um, and to just share faith, um, we're the more than welcome. We have a website, emmanuelcommunity.ie, mm-hmm. and our email uh, address is info at emmanuelcommunity.ie. For anyone who is interested, we'd be happy to give you some more information. And Father Paul, if people want to go even a little bit further now, you know, after a little bit of praying, maybe a, bit, a little bit of discernment, they might even be thinking about the School of Mission. So how, how would they go about that? Simply Google the Emmanuel School of Mission New York and um, it'll pop up there, the website. And um, yeah, they'll get the email and just send us an email and we go from there. Beautiful. So Google Emmanuel School of Mission New York. We have a link as well on, on our community website so they can look at emmanuelcommunity.ie or else Google or have a, have a, have a look. Plenty of options. I'm asked them to Google because I can't remember the website. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's no problem at all. Well, uh, just from a personal point of view, I, I, I've, been, I've been involved with Geraldine off and on from, uh, over the years and I can just say that they're, they're a very encouraging group in terms of um, if people want to live their faith and uh, become a little bit more active. So I, I'd suggest certainly go onto that website, um, 
emmanuelcommunity.ie or info at emmanuelcommunity.ie. Okay, listen, we might leave it at that at the moment. Um, a little bit of music maybe you'd like us to play. Well, I'd love to share this particular song. So this is a song called The, the Mission Song. So when I was in the School of Mission, we were the first year of the School of Mission in Rome and we decided to write a song about it. And there's my, my favourite verses in there is about making, uh, if you have lemons and you make lemonade. But I just ask you, just sit back, enjoy the song. It's all about the mission. And I suppose the mission is, is uh, really being who you're meant to be, that the world is, is transformed and you yourself uh, become your true self. OK, let's hear this. Sacred Space.